welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. I'm Mike, joined by another Mike and Professor Pickman. We are three adult man-children who grew up loving all things creepy, strange, and weird, and that transferred to our love of toys and collecting. And now we're here with the genius idea to record our daily conversations that we have about Everything that we collect and enjoy that is horror movie related, monster related, we're putting it on here and seeing if it sticks. So, you guys want to say hi? Hello. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. (laughs) That would be Professor Pickman, (laughs) Joshua Hibbard, man of many voices, uh, the eccentric one of the bunch. Indeed. Uh, and of course, my mind mind immediately goes to uh, the the John Cleese moment of I can do anything I want when I'm eccentric. <laughs> that boy has turned strange. Okay, guys, <laughs> I'm gonna get the ball rolling here right now, and I want to know what have you bought this week or weeks because this is our episode zero, our kind of test pilot. Mike, have you bought anything cool lately? I have, actually. I just picked up the uh, new Black Series uh, Deluxe Boba Fett figure. Um, I've been looking for him for a while. Ever since Josh sent me pictures of his, I'm like, I need this in my life. Um, It's pretty awesome. I I do have a few minor complaints about him, uh, but they're easily fixable. Like, um, right out of the package, his helmet was pretty warped, but, you know, running that under some hot water and just kind of you know, remolding it with your thumb worked fine. Um, and then the other thing that really bugged me is he's got blast effects for the jetpack and a nice flamethrower effect, but nothing for his gun. I'm like, you threw all these blast hmm. effects at me. Give me one for the gun. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that kind of baffled me. What was that, Mike? His helmet doesn't come off, does it? No. Okay. But uh, me and Josh were actually talking about this. They're they're doing something really cool with uh, the Star Wars figures now where they actually have, like, a blank head underneath the helmet, and the helmet is a separate piece that they're gluing in place, so the, the helmet is actually correctly sized now. They don't... Ooh. No more no more pea heads. Um, which which is also why it kind of, like, comes out of the package a little bit squished, but... Yeah. With a hairdryer, heat gun, or hot water, like, it, it pops right back into shape real easy. Yeah. And they'll use a universal ball joint, right? So you could buy any clone and pop that head on if you wanted a Boba Fett. Unmasked. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the so? intent now. Yeah. I will say this, though. Having also got the uh, vintage collection Boba Fett, um, I don't know. I, I As much as I like the Black Series, seeing what they've done with the vintage collection, uh, where it's just kind of a scaled-down version of the Black Series... I kind of wish that they would put more into the vintage collection because, you know, I've always been more of a three and three fourth inch collector anyway. And um, seeing the amount of detail and articulation they're able to stick into a Star Wars figure now, it's like, come on, why aren't we doing more of these? (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Uh, It doesn't seem right having this, you know, the Black Series scale, the seven inch scale for Star Wars. I have some. Um, I'm not a completist, though, because, you know, 
Star Wars three and three quarter scale. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. I have more than I ever intended to have, but at the same time, it's it's very limited. I'm still amazed that there's not a wicket. Yeah, I, you know, you I know? am too. They just take their time with the Ewoks. Like, we just got our first one, and it was like Tebow or something, but it's not wicked. <laughs> Which, whatever, if they're going to be that way. Hasbro hates murder bears. They do. I mean, they embrace Jar Jar. You think they come back around on the Ewoks, but... <laughs> hey, you know, maybe with uh, the two Ewok TV movies being on uh, Disney Plus, that like, go back and make some of those guys. Um, you know, Wilford Brimley is in desperate need of more action figures, in my opinion. This is true. Agreed. <laughs> you know, one of my one of my good friends would always uh, give a, a singular reason for why uh, Hasbro wouldn't make something. And it all started with uh, why we didn't have a Black Series uh, Vac Metal C-3PO. What? And I was venting to him one night, and I was just like, I don't understand it. Like, I refuse to get into a line. First off, like, why are C-3PO and R2-D2 really so far apart? Blah, blah, blah. Also, why isn't C-3PO back metalized? And he looks at me, and he's like, Josh, it's because Obama hates gold gay robots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from then on, like, the reasoning for pretty much any anything Hasbro did that we we were like, why are they doing this? It's like... It's because Obama hates that figure. He won't <laughs> let Hasbro make it. Thanks, Obama. I was just going to say that. Thanks, Obama. He's uh, the reason I don't have another seal bibble. <laughs> <laughs> He's the reason Baron Papanodia was an exclusive. <laughs> what about you, Josh? You buy anything cool? Oh, too much. I bought too much. Uh, which which seems to be a running theme lately. I've just been uh, the nostalgia has been running hard with me lately, uh, especially with with this new Motu line. This this new Motu line is killing me. Uh, Masters of the Universe for the anyone that may be listening to this that somehow doesn't know what Motu is. But uh, yeah, I've I've been I've grabbed a lot of uh, the Masters of the Universe origin stuff. Uh, grabbed the NECA. McCready from the thing, which I know we'll be talking about a little later. So I will hold off on my, my thoughts and feelings on that. But um very specifically, I got the uh I got the land shark. And I feel <sighs> like I feel like that kind of falls almost into the the horror-ish category. <laughs> no, you know, Masters of the Universe is full of crazy ass monsters. It it really is. But uh it fits. But oh man, it's I don't remember. Apparently, it is very close in scale to the vintage one. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely don't remember it being this big. So as soon as I got it in, it was like, whoa, son of a bitch. This is huge. You found so now, it in the store or you ordered it? I, I ordered it. Okay. I I never had the vintage one. My cousin had it, and it was one of my favorite vehicles to play with over his house. Um, So when this came out, I had to have it. So I immediately ordered it. And uh, yeah, no, I'll agree with you. It's it's pretty effing huge, but um, it's so freaking cool. <laughs> like it's so much fun. And I have uh, pretty much immediate guilt for buying it because, uh, oh my god, my cats are so terrified of it. <laughs> <laughs> like if they see me pick it up instantly, you can see them both go on alert. They're just like, "What are you doing with that thing?" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not. You're not. Oh, shit, you're doing it. And they'll just run. You know, with all of the Masters of the Universe marketing, they have never made pet costumes. You can't dress your cat up like Battle Cat. And it amazes me. They have everything else. And Mattel just never licensed. Or there's, you know, whatever company that makes Halloween costumes for your pets never made a red saddle and a helmet for your cat. That's kind of yeah, nuts. That is, that is nuts. They have everything else. You can dress your cats up like minions, pirates. I'm sure there's a Darth Vader costume, but no battle cat. So I hope by speaking this out loud, somebody hears it and makes it happen. Because I don't have a cat, but I want to see the picture of a cat dressed up like fuck cat, damn it, with a little stuffed He-Man <laughs> riding on top of him. I'm just trying to imagine trying to dress up a cat in a Halloween costume. <laughs> I, you know, my one cat would absolutely allow it. The other one, um, we'd be bleeding. Yeah, all three of mine would kill. <laughs> they would all attack. <laughs> well, uh, but yeah, this I, I bought the land shark. I bought, uh, I pre pre-ordered a bunch of stuff. Because uh, <laughs> stupid, stupid Mattel hit me hard. I keep pre-ordering things and then finding them at big, uh, or pre-ordering at Big Bad Toy Store and then finding them at uh, Target and then canceling my pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store and picking it up at Target instead. Uh, except for the Mattel stuff because there's nothing on the East Coast. Mike will confirm this. You can go to any yeah. Target, any Walmart. It's just He-Man. It's just Skeletor and Battle Cat and Panthor. That's yep. all you're going to find. Occasionally, Occasionally the sky sled, but that's about it. Yeah. That's pretty much the same here right now. It's starting to get a little bit better. Like I'm uh, I've seen Grayskull I think like twice within the past week. Um and it wasn't on the palette, it was just like out there. Yeah. Haven't seen it. Yeah. And I probably would have bought it if I saw it. I go to at least ten different targets and Walmarts a day for work. And there's nothing and there's nothing in the back rooms either because I'm cheating and going back there and looking. And <laughs> there is jack. It sucks. So every time you tell me you find something in Texas, I just get more and more pissed off <laughs> at your your steady availability of all your nerd stuff. And I don't know if there's somebody coming in and buying everything and I'm just late constantly or it's just not there. Well, I, I will know? say it's there. There are two things at play. Uh, one being I'm, I'm entirely self-employed. So my, my schedule for toy hunting revolves entirely around like, I'm going to get up today and go to the store when they open just because, um, and that definitely, that definitely plays a factor. Uh, I wish it didn't like, it shouldn't have to play a factor, but it does. Uh, and the, the other reason is, uh, I somewhat obsessively will check different stock checkers. Uh, good old like, brick seek. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm hunting something, uh, the direct website, brick seek pop finder, whatever I need until, uh, my geeky geeky fix is fulfilled. You know, this is the same way with the 2000 X He-Man stuff. I remember it vividly being impossible to find stuff. And then the line got oh, yeah. canceled and it wasn't, uh, Mattel's fault. It was the fans' fault. Uh, I remember driving around to like 15 different Aldi's, uh, the the regional grocery store up here, because they got pallets of the Snake Men. That's where I got stuff. my King Hiss. 
Yeah, and it was the only place you could find Roboto, Fisto, uh, and then the only other time I ever saw them, like they weren't at KB, they weren't at Toys R Us, was some weird mom-and-pop discount store up in northern New York by Vermont, and uh, they had stuff, but it was just, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. I myself have bought uh, nine bookshelves, eight because I cleared up a ton of room in my basement. I bought my house, had a finished basement, and uh, we had a pool table that was down there that we never used because it was too close to the walls for you to actually use pool, like pool cues properly. Mm. Uh, so we sold it, took the money, and bought bookshelves, and I am going to load up with toys that I have had packed away for years. Also, I'm finally getting a chance to put up my Snake Mountain from Super 7. So I've got that coming out bunch of bookshelves to put toys up on and i'm not sure exactly what's going where i've set up my vhs tapes again uh i think i'm going to have a shelf devoted to ninja turtle stuff so i've got the ultimates coming from super seven i just got a shipping notice for the second movie conan figure they're like beach pose oh uh, yeah i saw that with the the windswept hair he's coming and uh i have been buying the new marvel comics aliens line that uh they started publishing and, and i picked up issue three today i haven't read it yet and so far it's eh, it's okay yeah i was curious about that i haven't i haven't collected comics in a very long time um mainly due to the fact that the uh comic shop that i used to go to is closed but it, it's also you know it just it, it i mean i'm sure anyone listening can understand how expensive the hobby has gotten in the last like 20 years yeah so it's, yeah it's hard to collect like i used to because at one at one point i was reading anywhere between 25 and 30 books a month um so i had to pair that way the hell back but yeah i've been really curious about that aliens line you know ever since i heard about it i'm like ah, i want to get it but i'll probably wait for the trades and just grab the first trade yeah i would wait for that they're kind of doing new stuff with it like i'm glad that they are um, the artwork's great, but they're adding new creatures into it that are, so they have a character that's like the alien above the queen alien that looks like Sill from, uh, subspecies or species, not subspecies. That would be, uh, that Rad- awesome vampire, Rad- Radu. <laughs> but, um, so it's HR Geiger. I'll take it. It's fine. Um, but at the same time, it moves at like Marvel's pace. You're, if you're used to Dark Horse, you get more packed into an issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Marvel comic, you get very little. So with the four or five bucks I'm spending per issue, it's kind of like I want more. And yeah. uh, I'm just impatient and I wanted something to read when I go to the comic book store. I can't just walk in and not get something. I feel like a <laughs> So <laughs> Same. I always do the same thing. Every time I'm there, I'm just like, oh, I'll get this and, you know. Because I, I feel like if I don't buy a comic book, my local comic book store is going to go out of business. So, yeah. You guys ready for news? Sure. Yes. Today's episode's news segment is brought to you by Aunt Mabel's Ghost in a Jar. Just swing by the Swellport Indoor Flea Market located in the abandoned Kmart just north of Route 17 and say hi to Aunt Mabel and Boop G. Remember to speak loudly and tell her Count Creepyhead sent you for a lovely... Two percent discount. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Mike and I have feel like Mike and I have uh, likely hit that Kmart before it was closed. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Oh yeah, that like, Niagara Falls Kmart. I miss Kmart so so much. 
Oh, yeah. Well, quick little side note. We actually, there was a Kmart out by the Galleria Mall um, that oh, we went such to. Such a good Kmart. Dude, remember we found like convention exclusive Mega Mega Bloks figures when it was still Mega Bloks. Yeah, it was the, the Call of Duty. Uh, I want to say like 2014 Comic Con uh, gold astronaut figure. <laughs> they they just had them on the shelf. We're like, why is this here? <laughs> oh, that yeah. was such a weird and Kmart. Yep, but we bought them. There's <laughs> yep. yeah, there's the the Kmart off of Delaware Avenue the Kmart in Niagara Falls and the Kmart on Walden. And I, every year, if you were a kid getting a Christmas gift from me, you didn't know it, but I got it at Kmart clearance when <laughs> we'll go down to like 90% off and everybody be like, well, you got this awesome Lego set. You're so generous. They didn't know that I paid like $3 for it because nope. I was willing to risk my life to go to really dangerous Kmarts <laughs> and um, find some awesome clearance. But now they're all gone. Yeah. Which oh, is we did that thing. We found some good deals. Like there was definitely some. I remember uh, back when the GI Joe movie line was going. I bought the pit at the Niagara Falls Kmart, so that big ass vehicle, and I got it for like twenty bucks. That's amazing. it was it was ridiculous. I mean, the thing is actually it's a pretty fun vehicle. I mean, base mode is kind of like meh, but as a vehicle, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I bought. I think about 12 or 13. Remember, so the Force Awakens line had uh, like the animal, like the monster assortment where they had that weird potato oh, monster yeah, tentacles yeah. that are coming out of it. Mm-hmm. It was marked down to 65 cents at Kmart. And oh, I went shit. to the Kmart in uh, downtown Buffalo where they kept all of their clearance in this outdoor garden section in the wintertime. So they had great stuff if you're willing to freeze your ass off. <laughs> go outdoors, and they had all of these tentacle potato monsters, which I just, I'm not even going to bother to guess the name. And I bought them just because, in the back of my mind, I thought, I need tentacles if I'm ever going to be like making, taking broken toys and gluing tentacles to them. And I've used them like eight times now. I just have this gigantic bag of tentacles because you got the potato <laughs> monster, and they came with like eight tentacles that you would stick into different plugs. Mm-hmm. And it came with that absolutely useless figure. Yeah, just some random dude. Who I think is from the raid. They got some actors from the raid, so he's kind of a big deal. Yeah, and I have a bunch of those guys, just generic black suit jabroni from Star Wars. <laughs> and I have all of these tentacleless potatoes that I don't know what to do with yet. But just anyway, throw, throw them at random passerbys. Yeah, I bought. I, hey, I bought like four of those things when I found them on clearance at Walmart for a buck each. So yeah, totally worth it. <laughs> so. Big news dump because this is our first episode. It's going to obviously slow down after that. But starting off with NECA, you have Target and Walmart are both getting Father's Day end caps. You've probably seen them at Target already with Clone Wars stuff, some new King Kong figures, and the now notorious RJ McCready figure. I'll let Josh comment on that later. And there's also a Back to the Future 2 Marty McFly, but eh, Back to the Future. Um, there's two new King Kongs. One comes with the Empire State Building airplane accessories, and the other one comes with two pit monsters. One that looks just like the skull crawler from the deleted pit scene that you can see on any of the deluxe King Kong movies uh, that are out there. Walmart has, from the boys, Homelander and Starlight, uh, Frankenstein from their new Ultimates Universal Monster figures, but in color. 
So this is the official first release of the Universal Monster figures is a color Frankenstein. And the crazy thing about these is NECA has been asking Walmart to send this stuff back if it doesn't sell in the stores. If they don't get sent back, they get clearanced. So if you're lucky and you're in your Walmart at the right time, the right place, you can find a lot of this stuff cheaper than retail. Um, I know for a fact I bought a bunch of Batarangs and the uh, repainted uh, Assassin Predator that came out that was uh, first showed up in Walmart a few months ago. Just kind of hung around and then got clearance. You can go to a lot of Walmarts now and find the animated Back to the Future stuff for super cheap. And the uh, Clock Tower... Doc Brown is if you you're lucky enough you can get him for like seven to eleven dollars which is pretty cheap considering it's a NECA figure. Yeah, I got a I nabbed a Sam uh, trick or treat Sam. Uh, yes, from NECA at Walmart for like eight bucks. I got that too as a gift for my friend. I found two of them. Yeah, it's a great price for a NECA figure, which is ridiculous. Uh, NECA has showed off package pictures of the new Part 7 New Blood Jason. Uh, oh, I can't wait. Finally an upgrade of the New Blood Jason. There was nothing wrong with the first one, but if you kind of want to pose them or if you want extra accessories, uh, if you want a really good unmasked head with his screamy face, this figure is beautiful. And uh, many people's favorite version of Jason is Part 7. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure a lot of people are looking forward to it. I'm not going to wait for a sale or anything. The first time I see it, I'm buying it. Or if I get it first from Big Bad Toy Store, whatever happens, uh, I need it. I want to play with it. And I wish I had enough money to buy like multiples so I could give him all his accessories, throw one in my fish tank, have him chained to a rock. <laughs> There's a lot that I want to do with that toy. He's very, very cool. Uh, looking forward to that. And hopefully this means that they're on their way to making part eight. Jason, Jason takes Manhattan, who has never had a toy from anybody ever, which would be super cool because Sideshow never got to it. Mezco never got to it. McFarlane certainly didn't get to it. And uh, Funko has never bothered with probably everybody's least favorite Jason. Jason takes Manhattan, but I'm partial to him. I think he's pretty cool. I, I would agree. And if they do make that, I desperately want the unmasked melty face head. Yes, from that they need that, like because yeah, it's it's very much like the it's very reminiscent of the RoboCop Melting Man scene because his face is just kind of like melting off and he's like staggering along the wall in the sewer. Like I need that head. It's always reminded me of like a burial ground zombie. Yes, he just he looks <laughs> ridiculous and I love him. And if you want to be a completist, you can also have melted by toxic waste in the sewer, little kid Jason. <laughs> right. Because why not? You know, let's just go all out and uh, make that happen they've showed off pictures of the kessler wolf which is finally happening mm -hmm. uh, from american werewolf in london you never really see the back of the kessler wolf unless you're looking at behind the scene photos so it's kind of cool to see that in three dimensions finally coming out and i hope that means we're getting uh meatloaf jack uh mm -hmm. too because they have the nightmare demons and if you're a longtime collector you've got the soda nightmare demons already you may not be buying their version that has all four heads. Uh, and if you want to be a completist, you've got to buy the set four times, which would be roughly $120. So it's all kind of dependent on how much disposable income you have. But me personally, I've got the NECA ones. Or not the NECA, I'm sorry. The soda ones, and I am going to be keeping those instead. They're fine by me. And they have the cool sort of connecting flaming floor base. 
I am a big fan of the Soda Now Playing line. They have showed off pictures of their Puppet Master figures, which are roughly half the size of a regular standard 7-inch NECA figure. So the scale may not be what you want, but I don't know what the scale would be if they were in scale to 7 inches, like an inch tall. Yeah. Yeah, so, I really... there. I don't feel like there's any scale that people would... Unless it's a life-size scale or a super micro scale, anything in between someone is going to bitch about. Yeah, there's no way you're going to make everybody happy. I think they look awesome. Looking forward to buying them. Blade's a little iffy, but Blade always sort of changes in every movie, so it's a little bit of an artist's interpretation of them. But you can't complain. I mean, it's Puppet Master, and it's not the Full Moon Toys Puppet Masters, so it's about time for an upgrade. And, you know, if you're a horror collector or a monster collector, anybody our age worth your weight in salt, you've got one of those older Puppet Master toys hanging around. Everybody had one. Uh, yeah, I just found my jester recently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those were everywhere for years. Mike can attest to this. I remember seeing them at media play while they were closing. So, Oh, God, yeah. I actually have I, I have a blade from that that original line. Um but real quick, I was going to say with the the NECA ones, like I'm I'm obsessed with Puppet Master movies, uh, at least up to part six. Part six left a lot to be desired. But, you know, the the blade that they've done from NECA, he is extremely skinny. But if you look at the very first film, um, there's a few shots where we see him kind of like standing, you know, like full body shot where he is ridiculously thin. Yeah. So I, I feel like they were playing off of that. Because by part two, it looks like they they changed the puppet slightly, where he doesn't look like you know he's just a broom handle under a trench coat. But well, yeah, he part... he drank more of the puppet juice by then. <laughs> yeah, he had a little more brain juice. <laughs> Ooh, I bet you Toulon's puppet juice would make a great sponsor. I'll have to reach out to them and see if they want to help us out in later episodes. Um. I agree with you guys, and I'm guessing they just asked Charles Band for reference shots, and he's just got them in a box in his garage. Oh, yeah. You know, he was like, here you go. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're in a box in a castle in Italy. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I could totally picture that, too. <laughs> but those are coming out, and I'm sure NECA's going to find a way to milk those sculpts for his you know, as much as they're worth, we'll get bloody repaints, black and white repaints, glow in the dark repaints. And like the sucker that I am, I will probably buy most of them because they will look cool uh, standing on a shelf next to each other. But looking forward to that. Now, you guys are probably not going to be chiming in here as much, but we have a huge dump of Funko news because last week was Funko Ween, which is Funko's. Uh, preview for all the Halloween horror merchandise <clears throat> they have coming out. Funko. So I, I will need to to quickly. I I need to come clean here. Yeah. I I genuinely and I've probably said this like to you guys before, but I I want it publicly on record. I I only own one Funko Pop. Oh no, I'm sorry. I do own two. I I totally forgot. I I will amend that slightly too. I have only purchased one Funko Pop and another was given to me as a gift. Uh, the gifted one, I believe, was from Mike. It was a Cthulhu. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the other one, which I, for some reason I just don't consider a pop. It's just Cthulhu. Right. Right. Uh, the other one is Sexy Goldblum. 
because the instant I saw that, it was just a moment of like, yes, yes, I don't care how ridiculous it is. I need that Funko Pop of sexy Jeff Goldblum. Until you yeah. can get actual Jeff Goldblum to come to your house and just sit he, on your couch. Exactly, and he'll he he can he he can just just uh, 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 lay there and explain the uh, uh, chaos theory to me uh, with his uh, shirt open, uh, not 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 closed, but open. Uh, and yeah, and and but uh, that is the only one I've purchased. Uh, I actually preferred the super early Funko designs of like mystery minis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, before they switched over to everything sort of having that pop look to them. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, so I was I was personally always a little disappointed when pops caught on and then everything changed to that form factor. Oh, uh, I would say I don't have a lot either. Um, in fact, I've given away a lot of what I have I've gotten over the years because I had uh, I had a loot crate subscription for a little while and then I had the um, Oh god, I forget what which one it was. It was the Rue Morgue one. Uh, it was a horror box, but I forgot what it was called. <laughs> I had that for about a year, and I, I occasionally would get pops in there. And I have so many pop collectors in my life that I would just be like, "Hey, here, you like this," and I would just hand it over. But I do have uh, a Frankenstein that I was given as a gift. Uh, in fact, ninety percent of what I have, I was given as gifts. But I have Frankenstein, Pennywise, Leatherface, um, the original Pennywise, and then Leatherface. The three killer clowns, those I actually did want, and one of my friends uh, hunted them down and gave them to me for Christmas, which was awesome. I have the uh, Spirit Halloween exclusive Sam, which uh, my friend Tara got me, and that that I have displayed in my living room because I love Sam. And then I think that's about it as far as the pops go, but I know, Mike, you're going to be reading off some in the news that I told Josh I will buy all of them, completely unapologetically, I will buy all of these, but... So I, I will let you get to the news, and I'll, I'll bring that up when you get there. <laughs> oh, I know exactly which ones you're going to buy. I have too many pops, and I keep telling myself I'm going to stop buying them, and they keep sucking me back in. Much like Josh, I prefer their original-style mystery minis where they didn't have painted eyes. They had, like, big white eyes. Mm. Uh, so they had, like, the first three assortments of their horror mystery minis looked really cool, and they kind of fit in with their Walking Dead mystery minis. So I'm looking at right now... I have the Walking Dead zombies and all the horror mystery minis and a few select uh, science fiction ones that I think are really cool. But just today at the mall, I was having a burger and I stopped in GameStop and they had Starship Troopers stuff for five bucks. So I got Doogie Hauser from Starship Troopers for five dollars. <laughs> I don't know why I bought them, but I did. And uh, I recently, a few weeks ago, picked up the latest Marvel zombie stuff because they're zombies and it's Marvel. Why not? But I have more in a box that I haven't, that I don't want to display anymore than I do on display. So I really have to cut it back, but it's addictive as hell. I'm I'm ashamed that I ever started. Anyways, let's give them a huge plug because maybe they'll give us free stuff someday. (laughs) Hey, I mean, I'll take it for free. Oh, hell yeah. We love you, Funko. (laughs) So coming to hot topic, there is a three pack of the hex girls from Scooby-Doo. Um, which is kind of from the newer Scooby-Doo stuff. If you have a girlfriend who's into goth stuff, total great gift for them. Also great for your girlfriend or your wife. Uh, There's a line of stuff called Boo Hollow from Funko, which is like cute vampires, werewolves, zombies, things like that. There's a ton more merchandise coming out for that. Funko Soda, which is Funko stuff that fits inside a soda can. 
There's Vampire Mickey, Barrel from Nightmare Before Christmas, the Harlequin Demon, Funko Freddy is a Vampire, Count Chocula, Boo Berry, Fruit Boot, and the Corpse Bride, and Ash from Evil Dead. And the uh, the Boo Hollow stuff. I believe that's that's the stuff that Mike was referring to. I was going to say it's also a great gift for me. <laughs> yeah, I now, love them. Now, uh, th- that actually all started uh, as one of the the rare Funko lines that really caught my eye these days because they started as their uh, Paka Paka capsules. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and they were all designed by uh, Boo Hollow specifically was designed by Reese O'Brien. Giving giving a total plug to Reese O'Brien here. He's uh he is on Instagram. I believe it's just Reese his name Reese O'Brien. Uh, he also does he also has his own. Um, I think they're resin. They might be vinyl uh, ghost minifigures through his own company Bim Toy. So he he does a lot of uh, cool creepy stuff. And I was really excited to see that he got uh, his own designs through Funko. Uh, like essentially his own line through Funko. So yeah, go support Boo Hollow. Yeah, I'm going to well, I mean, anyone who who knows me knows that my aesthetic when it comes to my artwork is kind of cute and creepy. I, I tend to enjoy like taking creepy things and making them slightly cute. And so when I saw this, I'm like, Dad, I need that. Like, I, I need that in my living room, just decorated because <laughs> I, I love that type of just almost kitschy, like kid friendly Halloween stuff. I I just eat that up. I have a bunch of mask replicas, like old plastic 80s style masks hanging in my living room. Uh, I I love the weird, uh, friendly, cute and kid friendly Halloween and horror stuff. So, I yeah, I know it's going to be expensive, but I have to buy all of those. They're just awesome. So other than Boo Hollow and all that Funko soda stuff, which I've never gotten into because I don't need another form factor from Funko. Uh, you've got the 40th anniversary Diamond Elvira in a like red sparkly sequin dress in a new pose. Uh, I know a lot of people that personally just collect Elvira, um, especially her old 80s beer promotional stuff. So that's kind of cool. This year's Halloween Hocus Pocus exclusive pop to the Spirit Halloween store. So the last few years, Spirit Halloween has been the exclusive retailer for Hocus Pocus for the first year. So um, this year's exclusive character is Danny with Banks the Cat. And uh, last year they had an exclusive Sam that Mike said he had and um, the zombie guy from Hocus Pocus whose name slips my mind currently. Uh, Billy. Billy. Billy the zombie. And they're pretty hard to find because Funko collectors are kind of wise to Spirit Halloween. Uh, GameStop is getting an exclusive Quint eating, being eaten by Jaws as a deluxe like movie scene kind of figure, and they're also getting Ripley in the Power Loader as a something 30-something anniversary for Aliens. There are two new Michael Myers pops coming out that they announced in conjunction with pops for Halloween Kills. So there's Michael Myers in a new pose, kind of moving away from the traditional Halloween Michael Myers pop that's been around forever. And then there's a bigger 10-inch Jumbo Michael Myers that they've announced in a different pose to the one in their 4-inch version. So if you're a big Michael Myers fan, you're going to have more Funko crap than you know what to do with. Uh, not, to, uh, not to jump too far back, but as a side note on the uh, the exclusive Hocus Pocus Pops, 
if you're interested in those, uh, snap them up quickly because aside from being exclusives and being sought after by Funko collectors, with the uh, sequel being having been announced, uh, Hocus Pocus stuff is going to be extra hot. Yes. Uh, yeah. You can get alerts. You can go right to Spirit. They'll let you know when they're there. And if you want Billy, he's available on Spirit right now, along with some pretty good summer clearance sales. Uh, not that I know that or if I went shopping on there to buy stuff. If my wife <laughs> listens to this. Hot Topic is getting Stitch in a pumpkin because Hot Topic loves Stitch and they love pumpkins. There are some new Gremlins pops coming out. Gizmo and a Gremlin, both with 3D glasses and a 10-inch Gizmo, and I believe a 10-inch Gremlin coming to Walmart. There's a Vincent Price Funko Pop coming out. Um, a lot of people might break the no Funko rule for this, but he has brown hair. I kind of always picture Vincent Price with gray hair. Yeah. So that's a little weird, but also when they do these kind of character Funko Pops, every retailer gets an exclusive, so I wouldn't be surprised if... Take Black and white. Barnes & Noble, Hot Topic, they all have a different version of them. They're making Funko a Funko Pop for Brightburn. The Nightmare Before Christmas Pops this year are not new characters anymore. They are now trains that oh, yeah. are connected. And there is the art series, which is pre-existing characters with a like a graphic design font printed over the top of them. There is Prom Queen Carrie is going to be exclusive to Walmart. So... This is Carrie before she gets the blood dumped on her and she's folding flowers. And which... who cares? Who cares about that version? <laughs> Everyone wants the blood. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I might buy it and keep it in the package. I don't know. General Mills, instead of making Count Chocula, Booberry, Fruit Boot, Boot, Brute, sorry, uh, as individual Funko Pops, which they've done every year. Now it's a cereal box with a face and little arms and little legs coming out of it. This is what I thought you were going to buy, Mike. They're making pops for Mandy. Oh, I wasn't aware of this. I may actually have to buy this. So those are sneaking out. Uh, I'm sure you guys have seen that they live pops. So there's Jerry Nada and the alien, which comes in a black and white chase version with the newspaper that has like no thinking or something pointed written on it. Um, I find it ironic that there's they live merchandise which goes against the whole tone of the film. I know. You know, buy, obey. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope they're creative with the packaging and have just you know plaster all over it. Buy, buy this Funko. Uh, you know, make fun of themselves because Funko will go out of the way and make cool packaging like that. Hmm. I feel Mountains. like Super Super Seven really got it with their uh, reaction. Yes. Yes, they did. Although I didn't buy the black and white versions. I have the colored ones. Uh, and they never made Jerry Nada for that. They just made the aliens, which I always thought was a little weird. There is tons and tons of Five Nights at Freddy's crap coming out, if that's your bag. Walgreens every year has been the exclusive home for Universal Monster stuff lately. So last year they had an Invisible Man and a new Dracula. This year there's another Dracula, a new Wolfman, and a new Bride of Frankenstein coming out, all with kind of new poses Wolfman's foot is stuck in a bear trap or a wolf trap. So that's kind of the new thing out of all of them. And Dracula's just doing his bleh polos pose there. So see in, in my head, I've, I've, it's spelled new Drac, like just N U D R A C new Drac. Uh, now with 90% more blood. <laughs> no, 
for some reason, I'm thinking of New Coke from the 80s. <laughs> Anyways, there's a new Leatherface coming out, a new Ash. Uh, both are just kind of a little bit more detail. Ash, take it or leave it. Leatherface, if you're a big Texas Chainsaw fan, the mask has a lot more detail. It's pretty cool. Walmart uh, is going to get a bunch of exclusive It stuff, uh, in particular Funko clothing and the giant Funko pins uh, and some book bags and things like that. Weird merchandise. I don't know why Walmart wants to be the home for that, but a lot of the super centers have been having end caps devoted just to Funko crap. So I'm guessing that's where that's going to go. That's it for news today. I'm kind of holding back on some stuff for the next episode, but now... We are going to go into our weekly toy review brought to you by Aunt Mabel's Ghost in a Jar. Remember, if it ain't Mabel's, it ain't ghosts. It's probably farts. Josh, <laughs> you were kind enough to take the plunge and buy the new RJ McCready figure from NECA. What are I your did... thoughts on this bad boy? Now, I've, I'm literally sitting with it pretty much right in front of me. Uh, so... I, you know, I'll start with the positive. Uh, I will lead in very strong, and I'm really happy this figure exists. Uh, I'm really happy somebody has the license. I hope that means that more companies can get the license, because personally, I would really love to see just more Thing merchandise in general. Um, but it, it's a really strong figure overall. Uh, I like the accessories. It doesn't, <clears throat> excuse me. At least my copy did not suffer from something that's been very typical with NECA figures lately, which is paint lock. Uh, so all of his joints were, like, not loose, but able to move freely and nicely and hold positions well. Um, the interchangeable heads and hands work really well and feel really sturdy. And it... It's and it's an R.J. McCready figure. Like when you look at it, it's unmistakable. Like, oh yeah, that's R.J. McCready from the thing. But here's where my negative comes in: is well, it is unmistakable that it is supposed to be R.J. McCready from the thing. It does not look like Kurt Russell. Uh, like it, it looks like somebody made Kurt Russell from memory. Like it looks close. But it's just not quite there. It looks, I know we've all discussed this sort of separately, but it looks more like Rob Bottin, yeah. uh, the makeup effects yeah. artist from the thing, than it does Kurt Russell. I don't know if it's a likeness issue. I don't know if it's a paint issue. I don't, I'm not quite ready to just like strip the paint off it because, you know, I did shell out the 30 bucks for it. Uh, and I do appreciate, like, that is not to say that the face sculpt is bad. Uh, it's a really strong looking face sculpt. Uh, it just doesn't look like Kurt Russell. Like it's it. The detail in the in the sculpt itself is beautiful. If you're not looking for exact likeness, uh, the alternate heads include uh, one hooded head, which is in more of a sort of uh, I guess you could say it's sort of a. Grimacing, I'm going to say it's there's a grimacing one. Uh, pretty pretty obviously meant to be used with the uh, the goggle accessories. Like it definitely looks like him, McCready from when he would be holding a flamethrower. Mm -hmm. He also comes with another hooded head with sort of just a casual open mouth expression, which uh, of the three I think is the best likeness. Uh, so yeah, it comes with the unhooded head, 
the hooded head with the grimace and the hooded head with the uh, casual open mouth. The casual open mouth looks the best, in my opinion. Uh, comes with several different pairs of hands. Uh, the main set of hands are gloved. He does come with ungloved hands, and the uh, the wrist pl- cuff of the glove pops off, so you can easily display him. I was I initially thought they did not remove, so I was very happy to see that they did. Uh, so you can go with that ungloved look. Uh, it comes with a bottle of. It's not a bottle of J and B, and and this is a little bit of a disappointment to me because if you've got the license for the thing, really is can it cost that much to like throw a little bit of money at J and B and be like, hey, we're going to use your label, right? I don't know if K and J is supposed to be some sort of in joke, but I'm uh, honestly surprised that it just didn't give you an like a blank bottle. Like, yeah, I, I appreciate that there's a label on it, but if they went so far as to put the label on it, why isn't it, you know, why isn't it the right label? Very weird. Or just go really in joke and have, like, Carpenters. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah. Or even just something stupid like Harrow the Dog, you know, something yeah. like Like, just, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Shit, give yeah, him and... a bottle of Viper. <laughs> what was it, uh, Tenafly Viper? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That would be a reference to Street Trash, the classic, hardly watched horror movie from the 80s. Anyways, continue. So, yeah, that's uh, he, he does come with a bottle of liquor, uh, and it does have an ice cream hue to it. Uh, my one complaint in the accessory department, uh, he comes with the he comes with a lantern. The lantern is really, really sort of. I don't want to say chintzy, but it's super fragile. The like handle just, or the whole lantern? The whole lantern. Like, I couldn't really find a stable place to grip it while I was trying to get it into the hand, so I had to bend the hand uh, to slide it in carefully. Mm. Uh, one of one side of the handle does pop out, so you you can slide it into the hands. Uh, but I was afraid I was going to break it if I did it that way. So I'm... I'm not crazy. I'm. I guess I'm glad they did it, but you know, I would have rather something like you know, bundle of dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there, guessing that's for another McReady figure. Yeah, yeah, I would guess the same. Uh, and to round out the accessories, he also has a shotgun, which is really nicely sculpted. Uh, fits in the hands well. No complaints there. Uh, he also comes with a glass of whiskey to go with the bottle. Uh, which is actually really nice. You can see like a clear definition of liquid in the cup. So you can kind of pose him with like sitting, sipping the whiskey, recording his tape. That's another thing he could have come with instead. If he comes with the whiskey, why does he have the lantern instead of a tape recorder? Or a computer. You know, there's, there are better, I feel like there are better accessories than that, that lantern. And he also comes with his hat and sunglasses. The, the famous floppy pirate hat. Uh, hat has at first I wasn't crazy about it uh, it has a ribbon attached to it for the, the hat rope mm-hmm. but the way it lays on the figure actually looks really nice and pretty accurate uh, so like just on its own it doesn't look great but then once it's on the figure itself it looks really nice uh, the hat doesn't really fit the, the standard no hood head all that well but it can be done uh, it fits the hooded heads incredibly well. Uh, and he also has a pair of sunglasses, which can slide into 
slide onto any of the heads. Uh, you know, the the hair on the main head and the hoods on the alternate heads are all separate pieces. So you just sort of slide the the sides of the sunglasses in. Oh, nice. Um, and the uh, the goggles actually the the rubber on the uh, strap of the goggles is really nice too. So it can it can really easily slide onto any of the heads. How do you pose them? What uh, what head? What accessories my, are my personal go to? Partially because I love the look in the movie is with his kind of open mouth hooded head, sunglasses, hat, uh, holding a bottle of whiskey. Uh, and that's partially because I feel like it's iconic McCready when he's not in action. And also partially because uh, the hat and sunglasses together kind of hide the face. OK, so, Josh, would you recommend so, people buy the McCready figure or should they wait for a different one? You know, I'm going to say if you if you are a hardcore fan of the thing, chances are you don't need my recommendation to buy it uh, because you have already hunted it down. But uh, I overall, I can't say much bad about it. I would say buy it on the on strictly on the off chance uh, that it's a while before they do another one. Also. Who knows, you know, what sort of exclusivity they will decide to do with a future one. So, uh, yeah, if you're a big fan of the thing, I would highly recommend you buy it. It's a fun toy overall. There are a lot of display options, uh, even if you're not crazy about the likeness of the face. But I know uh, a lot of people are just happy to have a McCready figure. Uh, I think I'm among them. But uh, it's not perfect, but it's, it's a damn nice toy. I think if you're on the fence, it's also important to remember that the aftermarket on things toys is very crazy. Uh, so if you miss it now and you want to go back and get it later, you're going to be paying a lot more for it. This yeah. is true. I mean, it's one of those figures. If I if I see it, I probably will get it. Um, lately, I have not seen much of the new stuff from NECA. Like, I feel like I'm just coming in behind people who are buying them out. Um but yeah, it's I've been very, very picky with the Ultimates figures lately because I started my Ultimates love buying just the Jason figures and uh, I dipped my toe in a few other brands. But um, it, it got to a point where I'm like, I want all of them, but I can't afford all of them. So I'm just going to stick with Jason and the occasional other figure. And uh, I might pick this one up if I see it. I, I do want to get Ghostface. I haven't seen him other than one time, and I was kind of broke when I saw him. So I was like, ah, I shouldn't be doing this. I got bills to pay. The so Ultimate Ghostface or their Mega Ghostface? The Ultimate Ghostface. Yeah, I never saw that either. I, I've oh, only yeah. seen it once. Uh, see, my my stores actually have gotten in Ghostface semi-regularly. Uh, but the the only reason I bring that up is because... Uh, there has been a ghost face at specifically my target for about two weeks hanging out in the exact same spot in the DVDs. Hmm. Huh. And it really looks like I, I think the employees that work back there have just looked past it and not even realized and been like, oh, it's a scream movie, whatever, and left it there. <laughs> Uh, so at this point, it's it's sort of become a game for me to be like, how long is Ghostface going to be a DVD? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to mention when you were talking about that lantern for McCready, 
one of the things that's driving me crazy about NECA, like you, Josh, you and I have had this conversation plenty. I have a love-hate relationship with NECA. A lot of their figures lately either have one or more accessories that feel really cheaply made. They feel very brittle. Um, yeah. Particularly with the animated Ninja Turtles line. There's been several uh, accessories that I've been afraid to mess with too much because I feel like it's going to snap on me. Mm-hmm. And mm. I don't know why they're doing that with certain figures because every Jason I have, everything feels solid. Like I have all of the Jasons they've made so far from the Ultimates line and every single one of them, everything feels solid for me. But the the Turtles definitely feels some brittle stuff. You know, the uh, Toonie Terrors, which I absolutely love, but there's been a few times their accessories. I'm like, ooh, don't mess with that too much. Um, I don't know what it, what's up with NECA lately and the, the brittle accessories. I don't like it, though. Yeah, Krang was a big example of that. Robot body Krang. Mm, yes. Uh, yep. I didn't want to move him. I, I felt like he was going to snap in 100 different spots. And, like, his head antenna. I'm so glad they gave you extra. Yeah, yeah, that is gonna break. Uh, and it, I, I, are they going for, you know, it looks right, but it's not stable. I don't know. Also, as as a side note on this this NECA rant, not to not to you know talk NECA too much, but because uh, you know they've still got my money. Hey, that's where right. it matters. Uh, but. That that is an issue I've had with a lot of NECA lately is that goes into the accessory department. They seem like you're meant to bend the hands around accessories. Yeah. And and in certain cases, like with the McCready, to fit any of the accessories into his hands, you need to bend the hands around the shape of the accessory. And thankfully, the hands feel decently pliable on McCready. So it isn't that big of an issue on him, but like, like any, any of the Ninja Turtles, like, I feel like I'm going to break the hand or the accessory. Um, that was also the case with uh, a few of the Toonie Terrors that I've purchased. Thankfully, Pinhead wasn't that bad because, you know, what do you have to do? Yeah. What do you have to do other than put, you know, put it in his open palm, but. Right. Uh, any of their any no, of their predators will slice your fingers open if you try to get them to hold any of their accessories. Oh my yeah. god! Yes. Or, it's the, or the accessories will just break. Yeah, yep. that too. Uh, I had a hell of a time getting the uh, chainsaw into Leatherface's hands too. Yeah, yeah, I had the same problem. And actually, with the uh, the Toonie Terrors, I'm I'm still pissed. My uh, Pennywise, the um, the remake Pennywise, the Scarsguard one, um, the balloon broke. So I had, first of all, I couldn't get the damn uh, wire between his fingers because he's like pinching the wire Mm -hmm. and the hole was like plugged with paint. So I had to like slowly kind of whittle it out with an X-Acto knife, like get the paint out of there. And then I had to like try to squeeze the wire in and it was pulling the, the plastic covering off the wire. So I had to keep like whittling the hole bigger and bigger until I could get the, the wire through. And then I finally got it through and after being posed for a little while with the balloon sticking straight up, the balloon just fell off the end of the wire. It was like, what the f***? <laughs> you know, so <laughs> I have to, like, glue it back together. But it's just, it pisses me off that it's, like, the way that it's, it's designed to be posed, if you pose it that way, 
just gravity will kill the accessory. Like, come on, guys. Like, and the thing that drives me crazy is I know they make great product because I look at all the alien figures I have and all of the alien figures I have not only are sturdy, but they're playable. Like, I straight up played with my Mantis alien and my freaking Gorilla alien. Like, I was having it attack figures, and I was smashing it around. And both of them held together perfectly fine, never felt brittle. Then I go and open my uh, my laser shot or what is a hookshot predator, and the thing felt like it was going to fall apart if I looked at it sideways. I was like, what what is going on, NECA? (laughs) Yeah. You make great products, but then, like, every other one is kind of like, eh, they're going to keep it in the box. It's like, no, make a toy, damn it. We can deep dive into NECA for hours and hours and hours and hours, especially with the Aliens and Predators stuff because it's so hit and miss. Yeah. Um, do either of you guys have the Power Loader or the uh, Queen Alien? I do not. Uh, I've got the Queen. That's I love that a thing. super, super brittle toy. The Power Loader, you sneeze on it, it's going to snap. So it's very, very iffy with them. But, you know, you're going to buy, you know the risks when you're buying it. Yeah. You're either all in or you're not. So um, that's kind of the name of the game with NECA. Uh, are you guys ready to talk about a very inspirational vintage toy line from our youth? Oh, hell oh, yes. God, yes. Buckle up. <laughs> because today's vintage toy line talk is brought to you by Aunt Mabel's Ghost in a Jar. Stop on by to Aunt Mabel's booth at the flea market and ask her about JFK's ghost. She can't remember which jar it is in exactly, but she'll make her best guess. So, guys, picture this. Sicily, 1921. Or, 1994, the launch of McFarlane Toys, also known as Spawn Toys, of Spawn Series 1 action figures. A game changer for what it meant to collect action figures what action figures could be at retail um, and kind of the line that made it okay to still play with toys when they came out. Do you guys remember these when they came out? Oh, hell yeah. Yes, I do. Vividly. (laughs) Series one, you had spawn, medieval spawn, clown, violator, overt kill or overkill. I've never known how to pronounce his name correctly. And, and tremor along with later to be released, the Spawn Mobile and the Alley playset, but where do you guys? Where were you guys when you saw these first? Do you remember? Because I do. Uh, yep. yep, I was actually in Walmart. Um, I was actually buying. I was looking for the Hobgoblin Toy Biz figure, and oh, I was man, super. I have that figure. <laughs> I, figure. I love that figure. And I was super excited to find it because this and this is old school uh, Toy Biz. Um, I, I grabbed the figure, thought it was amazing, had no idea about the spawn toys, turned around. And I, the first thing I noticed was medieval spawn. Now I was a huge spawn comics collector at the time. Um, absolutely loved McFarlane. Like I unapologetically love McFarlane's art. I understand that the human mouth does not have a thousand teeth in it. I understand that no one has 17 (laughs) knees. I don't care. I love his artwork. And I've always loved his art. So I was a huge Spawn fan. And um, just the whole dichotomy of the story, the whole heaven hell thing, like that just, that's right up my alley. So when I turned and saw Medieval Spawn facing me down, I dropped the the freaking Hobgoblin and grabbed it. Like I was just shocked. 
I still bought the Hobgoblin, but I was like, toy, you know, grabbed that and I grabbed the Violator. So I ended up buying Violator, Medieval Spawn and Hobgoblin all in the same day. And oh my God, I had so much fun playing with that Medieval Spawn and Violator figures. Like I, oh God, I still like, I get all giddy thinking about those toys because I had so much fun with them. Those were my first two too. I see. Oh, my my first ones were uh, my first two were uh, clown because I loved the head flipping action. Mm-hmm. I I just loved the monster reveal and uh, overt kill uh, again because he was just so, so monstrous. Yeah, like he was just a hulking beast, and I I kind of loved that like head launching action. I always used it as like uh, it, I I always used it essentially as like his way of not being killed at the end of the story. <laughs> like it was it was never a weapon it was like overkill was taken down where did his head go and then of course you know it would appear later on an even bigger body (laughs) but uh but yeah no my my first time seeing them uh i was in the summit park mall toys r us Mm -hmm. uh and i even remember i roughly where they i couldn't tell you exactly what the aisle number was but uh, they were about halfway down the action figure aisle uh, on the left-hand side. Yep. Uh, and there were uh, six pegs of them. There were, you know, two, 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 and two. And I, they were directly across from, uh, for a while, the uh, Marvel uh, Toy Biz. Mm-hmm. So I, I also would, like, go in and essentially be like, oh, what new Toy Biz figures are there? And then turn around and be like, what is that? <laughs> uh, and interestingly, at first, I didn't like them. Oh, wow. Because I looked at them and my first thought was, these these are really kind of like low detail and they're not in scale with anything. I don't know what I think of these. Uh, and then once I saw that most of them like had cool action features and they were toys... That sold me instantly because uh, when they had come out, I wasn't yet fully familiar with Todd McFarlane. And that kind of opened my door to and, and introduced me to uh, introduced me to the world of Spawn. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I was I was totally all in on the comics first. So that's interesting. I never knew that. So. Uh, so, yeah, they they definitely they were my my they were my my Todd McFarlane gateway. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, kids, this is Todd McFarlane. Uh, buy toys for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, saw them at Keldor. Do you guys remember Keldor? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was skipping school, hanging out in Keldor's action figure aisle, just killing time. I had nothing to do because I couldn't go home and I didn't want to go to school. And they had a bin of the spawn stuff. And like Mike, I picked up. I wanted to get Spawn, but I thought it was really dumb that he came with a board with a nail sticking out of it. I also yep. thought that was dumb. And I was like, what the, What the hell is this? And I thought the plastic cape was a bit much. So yeah. I grabbed Medieval Spawn because he had that kick-ass sword that makes no sense now in retrospect. And the shield. And I picked up Violator because it's gigantic, bendy monster. Um, and I remember just they beat the shit out of each other for weeks. Um mm-hmm. See, in retrospect, I'm suddenly wondering why I had such a problem with the board with the nail in it, but I had no problem with Clown coming with a piece of chicken. Or, yeah. like, <laughs> the giant chicken leg. Very weird. And 
that quickly, you know, Series 2 came out. There was all the repaints. And then, you know, McFarlane got us collecting everything. And there was that urban legend of the five-cent meter that came with Overkill. Uh, or the ten cent, I don't know which one. Where one was insanely rare, uh, but McFarlane was kind of notorious looking back for making these stories up to get people to collect his shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of itchy now for Spawn stuff, but I've gotten rid of so much because the plastic didn't last over time. A lot of my Spawn figures just fell apart. Yeah, uh, I still have Violator somewhere. I still have Medieval Spawn, um, but a lot of them they looked cool, but they took one dive off a shelf and exploded. Yeah. So I just don't have them anymore. Um, but really, McFarlane was the one that made everybody up their game. So that's the point when Toy Biz stopped making the cartoony stuff and started getting a little more detailed. And that's when I really got back into the Toy Biz because at the time I was collecting the X-Men figures um, yeah. and certain Spider-Man stuff. But they were kind of stupid at the same time. But once McFarlane came out, they got really better. That was cool to me. And that's kind of McFarlane's kind of making a sneaky comeback, which is also very cool because I have nostalgia for the things that I bought as a teenager. Like I was in on the um, Kickstarter that he did for the original Spawn. And I'm really excited about the images that are coming out for his redux of his Spawn figures with better articulation Oh, uh, so there's the new clown, there's a new violator, like Cowboy Spawn, the Redeemer Spawn, I think. I don't remember the names. And, yeah, no, it's um, it's Redeemer, and I forget the, the gunslinger one, but he's like the voodoo gunslinger guy, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, Redeemer's the guy with the cross on his face. Yes. He's coming out, and another, one of the cool looking spawns. Um, I stopped reading Spawn after about a year. But awesome. I always... read it up to about issue 110. <laughs> okay, hey, cool. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I ran out of money. Fun side note: uh, did uh, the the toy industry in general actually does recognize Todd McFarlane and McFarlane Toys as being a game changer? I was at uh, the Designer Toy Awards where he was given the Lifetime Achievement Award for his uh, work in changing the pace of the toy industry. He deserves it. I uh, actually got to have a conversation with him where he rambled on about like, God, I wish I could remember where I want to say it was like New England real estate. So that it sounds was like, like a McFarlane thing to do. It was like essentially a drunken Todd McFarlane rambling on about like New England real estate while he posed for pictures uh, and took pictures with people and his Lifetime Achievement Award. I love how he's such a game changer and such a talented guy but also completely unfocused and unaware of what he's done, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just now kind of coming around on articulation, which is where the industry's at now. I don't want to buy statues from McFarland. I want them to move and pose and to have cool accessories. Cause like that mortal Kombat spawn that's out is an amazing toy. I love it. And it's so good to have that in my hands and be able to really play with it. Unlike what I could do when I was a kid, with that basic nine points of articulation or whatever that they had. So it's very cool. And I prefer my spawn without a gigantic boot. So (laughs) I'm kind of glad that he's moved away from that. Um, Also the, the, you know, the bandolier on his thigh that does nothing. 
I have an unashamed love of listening to uh, Todd McFarlane, like, talk about something, pretty much anything. Uh, Same. But specifically, like, when he gets excited about new toys and he'll talk about the most arbitrary things that <laughs> make absolutely no difference. Where he's just like, oh, look at, look at this. You, so, so you got this section here with a bunch of little uh, little grenades sculpted on. So you could imagine him, like, taking the grenades off and, like, throwing them around and, like, being like, poo, poo. Like, you, you know, so it's got those. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Well, it's like when we, we used to talk about his uh, the the building toys that he was doing um, <laughs> and like right. it had the Todd's tips in there. And it was always like the most basic things like count your parts before you start building. <laughs> like it was just it was silly, but also in a weird way endearing, like it kind of love him more. And, it, and there, there was one, I swear to God, where it was basically like Todd's tip. Try putting the bricks in different places for different patterns right. it was like oh dear god i never thought about doing that with buildable bricks <laughs> I, Todd's I, tips when building a lego set build all the bricks the same color <laughs> what the f- i bought the governor's mansion set with all the heads in the jars <laughs> oh yeah and this set's impossible to do mega oh, blocks yeah, is the is. same way because they're all there's like two colors and you just can't see the f***ing parts. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, and I love the other points where he's basically just like, hey, uh, Tom McFarlane here. So uh, this figure comes with uh, two different heads. So it gives you kind of like kind of like giving you two different figures in one. You know, if you bought two, you could display two different ways. It's like uh, having two toys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> see, and that's the thing. Like, he's so ridiculous, but I friggin' love him so much. Like... I love going back. The HBO Spawn series is one of my all-time favorite cartoons. Oh, um, so and good. I love watching the interviews on the DVD because he's just rambling. Like, he reminds <laughs> me of, like, someone's grandpa when you're like, hey, what was it like in 1922? And he's just like, oh, well, let me tell you. And he just starts going off on a diatribe. And it's, I love listening to it. <laughs> he's so oh, Same. <laughs> But no, the McFarlane toys, I will say this. Uh, I, I was a huge collector throughout his early years. Um, I got out of it around, I want to say it was, uh, I forget what Spawn series it was, but when they kind of like did the rebirth and it was like they were all basically statues with like yeah. one point of articulation, that's when I, I kind of stopped collecting them all together. But I was also kind of getting a little out of toys at the time because I was so heavily back into comics that I had to like weigh how much I could purchase. Um, was that the, uh, the Hannibal Lecter clown wave? Yes. And yep, in fact, yeah. I have, I have that Hannibal Lecter clown and the spawn who's kind of like standing there holding his cape up in front of his face. It was like based on one of the covers. Um, it's, it's almost like a little diorama set, but, uh, they're, they're cool statues, but that's exactly what they are. It's f-ing statues. And I bought a few figures from around that era. Like they did the Sin City Marv in the electric chair. I bought that. Um, not from the movie, but from the comic. Yep. And then um, like he had a lot of the, the cool movie collectibles and stuff at the time. But I was getting out of toy collecting for a while. But now that he's making a comeback, I am absolutely loving it. Like I bought the Kickstarter spawn, which is just f***ing gorgeous. Um, I bought the... Uh, the McFar- the uh, Mortal Kombat Baraka and uh, Spawn figures, both of them are fantastic. 
And then I really am enjoying the Raw 10 uh, Cygor that I bought. Like, that's one another thing I like about what they're doing right now is they have the collectors in mind, but they're also trying to make stuff to get kids back into it. So they're like, let's do these hyper-detailed you know, figures that, yeah, they don't have a lot of articulation and they're kind of hollow, rotocast kind of stuff, but they're big, freaking chunky monsters for a fairly reasonable price. And, I mean, kids are going to beat them up anyway. And, I mean, hell, I was beating up that Saigor. <laughs> I had him yep. fighting Mortal Kombat Spawn. <laughs> but it's like, I, I keep looking back at that uh, that shark. I was just telling Josh the other day, I want to buy that shark and put it with my, my Motu Origin stuff. <laughs> Because <laughs> it it looks like something out of that universe. I have Merman riding the shark. Yes, that's exactly it, it. It switches back and forth between Merman, and then I have the Funko. Their quick, you know, came out and it died. Their masters figures, and they had um, the DC Shark guy. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He's riding it now. It's a great figure, and it's great if you're up and nobody else is up, and the GI Joes are out. It'll swallow a good two or three GI Joes, and they won't. The feet won't hang out the mouth, so you can totally reenact Deep Blue Sea two with the <laughs> cybernetic sharks, or wh- whatever you're doing in your mind. I, I have a ton of fun with it. It's a great toy. I, I honestly would have bought that this past uh, Sunday um, if I didn't see that Boba Fett because I was I went to Walmart specifically looking for Motu Origin stuff um, and Transformers stuff, and they were pretty much wiped out on both. And uh, I picked up that Raw 10 figure, and I'm looking at it going, okay, I really kind of want this. But I turned around and then saw the Boba Fett, and I'm like, oh, I've been waiting for that. Okay, there we go. <laughs> I got to get him. Boba yep. Fett? Boba Fett where? <laughs> exactly. Okay, a real quick segment, and then we're going to get to our guest, Mike. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to rotate this every episode. Is there a figure you want to see out, like a wish list figure that hasn't been made or you want to see updated? No rules. Just go mm-hmm. for it. That's tough because there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of figures that I wanted as a kid that have come true. There is one in particular, and I don't know if NECA will do it with the Turtles cartoon line. But do you guys remember? And I forget his name. He was their RoboCop version in Ninja Turtles where they had the cybernetic police officer. Yes. Yeah. I have wanted a toy of that figure of that character ever since I was a kid. I kept waiting for that to come out in a Playmates line. Like, why aren't they doing the robot cop? Like, why isn't that happening? I wanted it so bad. Like, I wanted, I would have said the pizza mutant, but, uh, or the pizza monsters or whatever you want, their, their version of aliens, but that's coming out and I already pre-ordered it. So I'm like, well, there we go. I got that coming, but I want that robot cop. And if they do come out with it, I will pre-order it <laughs> because I've wanted that since I was a little kid. I mean, they made Vernon. Right. With <laughs> like, changeable yeah. rat parts. I'm sure that there's a character that needs a, a second pack in in a two pack that they could justify their Robocop. Exactly. And honestly, they could totally do a Triceraton and I would I would eat it up because there was the evil versions. They could totally do like, here's the good guy one and here's the reprogrammed one with the red eyes. Like, just give me a two pack of the same figure. I would totally buy it. <laughs> I bet you they'll just they'll keep repackaging the turtles with stuff and they're going to have to keep you know, digging deeper for characters to make as long as people keep buying them. So, yeah, unless they say like we don't no have the end. turtles. Yeah. Unless they say we're done, I would not lose hope that that could happen. 
I've been waiting. As soon as they did the the Pizza Mutant, I was like, okay, this this is coming. <laughs> I've been waiting for this since I was a child. I mean, they repainted an alien figure as a Pizza Mutant as an exclusive. So, I mean, the love is there from them. I wouldn't be surprised. Yep. Okay, guys, I am going to get Don on the horn. Don Dorazio, our guest for today. Hello. Hello. I'm Hello. Okay, everybody, we are joined by world-famous mocap artist Don Dorazio. (laughs) You may remember her from such works as... Mortal Kombat, where she did all the work for Goro, and the upcoming Josh. You know what she's up to? Well, I know, I know she uh, she did a lot of the motion capture for the parrots in the Secret Life of Pets three, uh, a trip to Paris. Yes, that's right. I was going to call it Madagascar. I get those talking animal movies, those talking animal movies all mixed up in my head. And uh, Don, I know you're busy. But thank you for joining us today. Uh, you guys are quite well. I'm so glad you guys got those uh, those those deep cuts in there. Because everyone always also forgets that I played Jeff Bridges' left pinky in Tron Legacy. Everyone always forgets that one. The most realistic part of that movie. Yeah. Well, no, you know, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were also a part of Shark Boy and Lava Girl, right? Uh, no, I was not part of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> no. No, I, I thought- was were you I not the not. 3D aspect? No, I was not in Shark Boy and Love. No, I. Was not. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, I was. Not. I get the distinct impression that you're not a fan of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. What Shark Boy and Lava Girl? <laughs> it's in 3D. Oh. <laughs> I got the reaction I was looking for. <laughs> I know what Shark Boy and Lava Girl is. Jesus. Okay. It's the bastard stepchild of spy children. It, it spy is. Spy kids. Spy children. They're official. Done. So <sighs> we're on here, three man children, kind of reminiscing about our childhoods and our current. Uh, we have disposable income. We collect scary, spooky things, kind of lives. And. We wanted to have you on here because, one, you would make it not be a sausage party, and two... So who says? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, two? What was two? <laughs> we all grew up kind of uh, nerdy kids into creepy stuff, and we have all kinds of anecdotes and stories about... We were here when we found this toy. We secretly did this thing because we were into creepy X, Y, and Z. You name it. And we kind of want to talk to our friends and ask them about what it was like growing up as a nerd in the open or in secret. We don't know. And we also kind of want to know if you're into anything. uh, What are you buying that's out there now that's nerdy or what you bought when you were a kid? Whatever. We kind of just want to talk to you. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I, I was pretty much a nerdy kid. Everyone knew that. There was no way of hiding it. Um, I had glasses. That's why. Um, <laughs> automatically. Like, oh, you got glasses. You're a nerd. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's true. That's how it was in the 80s, people. Now it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. But in the Simpler 80s. Simpler times. Yep. In the 80s. Susie's going to 
fight you for saying that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yes, I was a young child of the 80s, is how I should put that. Um, I don't know if my things were so so creepy as much, but um, let's see. I can tell you this, that um, I grew up in a town that was no. famous for a very famous toy. <laughs> very mm. famous. And the home office is still there. It, it was a factory back then, but now it's a home office there. And that, uh, that town I grew up in was a town called Enfield, Connecticut. Okay. And they are famous for Legos. That's what they are famous for. And I have, like, memories of that factory. Like, I like I have memories of that, but I can't, like, remember any kind of, like, toy or anything that I was... Well, with the exception of Voltron. I always wanted Voltron. I never got a Voltron. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that. You <laughs> you miss out the joys of having your Voltron constantly fall apart because it I'm... wasn't well and, you know, wasn't <sighs> built nice. And if you ever had it, you can attest to it that... The concept of the Voltron toy is awesome, but it would not stay together. Nope. I wanted that thing so badly. <laughs> it was the one toy I didn't get. My parents spoiled me. Pretty much if I wanted it, I got it. <laughs> and my mother my mother kept everything. Because like, she had original Barbies that her mother threw out. So she made sure that never happened to me. So I have toys somewhere stored did you, away. Did you play with Barbies? I did have Barbie sheet. They're stored away somewhere. They're probably up in the attic. Were you um, one of those little girls that liked to maul and mangle her Barbies and cut her hair, no. do her makeup? Really? No, because I think at a young age, I even knew that like doing that to a Barbie was like sacrilegious. Like it's it's like um, these are going to be worth money. <laughs> no. so, so don't do that. I had friends who did. I had friends who did. But. I actually was probably more into the boys' toys than I was girls' toys. Like, I came into late with Barbie, I think, when I'm being a girl. Like, it was weird. I think I was like, I think I was like nine or or ten, where most Barbie girls got a Barbie when they were like four or five. I was like, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. I was never, what? I was never a girly girl. <laughs> were you a Lego kid? I was a Lego kid since I grew up in that town. Like, almost every kid, I think, was a Lego kid. I like, yeah. Do they still make Legos out there? They don't make Legos there. I think it's in either Sweden or Switzerland. I can never remember which one. Billund. Uh, hmm. They make them in Billund. Billund. The Billund. Oh. Okay. Lego has their own country now. They've just this yeah, floating probably. mass of plastic in the ocean that everybody lives on. It's uh, quite I, possible. <laughs> uh, I believe it is Billund, Switzerland. Oh wow. So. Don, what about, uh, we know because you're a frequent guest on the Boogeyman's Closet, but what about scary movies, things like that, growing up? When did you get into that kind of stuff, and uh, what made you a fan? Oh, when did I get into scary movies? I was really young. I was really young. Because uh, I remember like kids saying, oh, we're going to go see this movie. It was a kid, like some cartoon, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm I'm watching Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Like, oh, you you go enjoy Ernest Scared Stupid. I'm gonna be at home yeah. watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It's like we're gonna go what? And that in that and that traveled on to even like in high, like not through high school, but middle school when like 
Wayne's World was coming out. And everyone's like, yeah, we're going to go see Wayne's World. I still have never seen Wayne's World to this day. I have never seen the whole thing of Wayne's World. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> but, but like everyone's like, yeah, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. There's, uh, I can't even think of another horror, like a, t- a horror movie that would it was coming out at that time. For, you know, probably Nightmare on Elm Street Five. You know? <laughs> I want to say that when Wayne's World came out, uh, Hellraiser Bloodlines. I was gonna say, yeah, it wasn't was Wayne's World ninety time. or ninety one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, there would have been uh, actually, I believe, Hell on Earth, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. Hellraiser, Hell yeah. on Earth. I'm picturing the theater that I saw both of them at, and I can picture them both there. Not that yeah. it matters. <laughs> I, I kind of blend together, don't they? <laughs> I vividly remember going to see Hell on Earth in the theater as well, as, well sneaking in, <laughs> but you know, <gasps> buy the tickets for the you. other movie. <laughs> Shame you know, on you. Simpler times, but my father would go to the movie theater, buy me a ticket, just go to the ticket booth, and say, "Hey." I want my kid to go see this movie and just leave me there. <laughs> and then just like, yeah, I'll be back in three hours. And I would just hang out at the movie theater, watch horror movies. And it was the eighties and the nineties. They could give a shit. Right. But that's how I saw most of my movies. And then my dad would go do whatever the fuck he was doing and then come back and pick me up later. I forget what, I wish I could remember all the R rated movies that came out the same summer as rookie of the year. But the people that work <laughs> at the, uh, at the summit must have thought I really loved rookie of the year because I bought a ticket for that several times, <laughs> <laughs> but only ever saw it once after it came out on video. And it was the best thing he had ever saw. I wish he had watched it all the times. <laughs> Mike is a huge baseball fan. We just learned that. That's amazing. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> so I know Don, what Mike's getting for Christmas. Yeah. Toronto Blue Jays. Oh. <laughs> Did you guys know he's a fan of Kid and King Arthur's Court too? Oh, oh indeed. The superior follow-up. God, I forgot that existed. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows Angels in the Outfield was the superior follow-up. <laughs> yes, it was. Was that the one with Tony Danza? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Mm, good times. And Danny hey. Glover, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I remember that. <laughs> So, Don. Yes. We know you've got your nerd card, loud and proud. Yeah. We are collectors of junk. We can't help ourselves. What about you? Yeah. I will Anything? readily admit I have a huge collection of Funko Pops. Though I've reached, oh. the, I've reached the point where it's like, why do I have a huge f-ing collection of Funko Pops? <laughs> like, when they first came out, they were cool. There wasn't many of them. And that's why I think I got them. I remember the first set I got, I was walking around a convention, as I do, if, for those who know me. I walk yeah. around a lot of Comic-Cons. And I think I had, like, 20 bucks left that I was going to spend at this con. And I walked by, and I saw three Funko Pops sitting there. And the person went, I'm selling all three for 20 bucks. I went, okay. And they were Booberry, uh, Count Chocula, and, um, oh my God, Frankenberry. Yeah. Frankenberry. Uh, so this was, that was from the first line of Funko pops. Mm -hmm. That was from the first line. Uh, a few years ago, I should say not recently, but a few years ago, I looked it up how much those go for now. And they're all about $500 each. Congratulations. (laughs) Right. And so they sit on a very high shelf together. (laughs) 
<laughs> next to each other. It, that's where they sit. Um, now, the other Funko Pops I have, they probably aren't worth much. You know, really? <laughs> it's like, oh, why did I get that random? You never know. That's the great I got thing the, about Funko Pops. I got the John Wick one. <laughs> it's like, oh... <laughs> I do know I have two Roger Rabbits because I had forgotten I had gotten Roger Rabbit and then my mother had bought me one for one Christmas. I went, okay, well, I've got two of them. If you want to make a big purchase, you can probably part ways with one of those Roger Rabbits. Oh, I know. Get a few hundred bucks. Those those ones are worth a couple hundred. Yeah, I know that. I'm always selling here and there uh, Funko Pops from my collection if I need a few hundred dollars to buy something big and ridiculous. Because, like you, I have been collecting them from the start um, and kind of just picking and choosing what I like. Exactly. And, but then, I, re- you know, I have, like, why did I buy this? Why do I have all the Game of Thrones pops? What the, what, what do I need these for? Yeah. But here, I, you know, I have them. Yeah, that's that's my feeling about it, too. It's like, why did I, why did I get this one? You know, and there's some, it's like, yeah, I got it because it, I wanted it. You know, that, yeah, I, I wanted that particular one. Like, why did I get the penguin from Gotham? Like, why did I need him? Yeah, <laughs> because Oswald he Gotham. was there. Well, he ended up being very cool when I met him and I had him sign it. So now that's why I have it. You know, that, that one's not going to go away. It's signed by him, you know, <laughs> but still like, but that's exactly what it was. It's like, this one has this for this. And a lot of times at cons, it was like, get two get or buy two, get one half off or something like that. So that's what I would do. You know, it's like, okay, I got these two I wanted. And then this random one. <laughs> and I'm always finding them places cheap. It happened yeah. today. I was talking about this earlier. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. No more Funko. And then there's one for five dollars, and I'm like, oh sh. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't really need the sorceress from He-Man, but five bucks is five bucks. I, you know? I even say that about the new ones coming out. I'm like, nope. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not buying any more. And then what? They just announced they're doing a They Live They Live line. I'm like, damn yeah. it. <laughs> we, we just talked about it in the news. <laughs> yep. They're it's making like, Mandy. Like, you know? damn it. Yeah. yeah. And we also talked about why the hell do you need Prom Night Carrie without blood on her? But they're making a Funko Pop from it because it's Funko and they make literally everything. Yeah. In a way, it's kind of ingenious that they do that, though. Because, I mean, really, if you think about it, if you have the license and it's kind of a basic mold that you can just repaint, you know, and they know people are going to buy it. It's like printing money. Yeah. Yep. Can, I mean, much. it's. I mean, as from a from a business standpoint, it's incredibly smart. <laughs> like, and even the ones that don't sell, they're still making money. Like, right. Yeah. It's like That's I remember. What, I remember they did Tomorrowland, where nobody freaking saw oh, that movie. Yeah. And and I, and I even remember like someone who was selling them at a con was like, I have no idea why they made them. Um, we got them, and now we're trying to get rid of them. Like she, she literally was like, <laughs> "You want one? Buy buy a whole bunch of other ones. I'll give you that one." <laughs> like I'm like, I don't need. I don't need any Tomorrowland ones. Thank you. Thank you. Wait, can I can I pay you to keep it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like that. But even like today, like I'm sitting in a room that I can see like a bunch of them. But like I had I was out of my garage and there was some out in my garage. I'm like, why are they even out here? Like, oh, man. why? Why is John Watson sitting on my ladder? You know, why is giant man? <laughs> over on the workbench like these should be they're like troubles yeah they are they really are <laughs> they're everywhere 
So, Don, we have something that I'm going to surprise you with. Oh, boy. Oh, no. There's an aspect to this podcast that we wanted to test where if we have a guest on, we're going to play a game with them. And if you win the game, you have a chance of winning a prize. Oh, so, okay. It's not a Funko Pop, is it? <laughs> uh, it's, it's the not whole a Funko set of Pop Tomorrowland anymore. Funko yeah. Pop. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I hope you like Olaf because you're getting a Funko Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will side note, side note. Um, I work for a particular company that makes power wheels, and mm-hmm. I did have a call <laughs> this week of we make a frozen Mustang power wheel, and the daughter was sick of hearing "Let It Go," like the little girl driving around, <laughs> and she was, and she made her mother call us to see if we made a different radio that could go into there so she wouldn't have to hear "Let It Go" anymore. <laughs> I'm just picturing a little girl rocking back and forth going, make it stop, make it stop. <laughs> oh, that f***ing movie. <laughs> okay, Don. Uh, okay. We are going to test Probably your monster nerd <laughs> knowledge to test to see if you have what it takes to spin the wheel of prizes or... See what's inside the box Mike is holding right over there. Oh, oh, no curtain number two. No curtain number two. It's just, it's what's inside the box. Uh, now, there's okay. five questions in this game. All you need to do is get three out of the five right. Okay. You get three out of five. You can spin the wheel of prizes, or you can see what's inside the box that Mike is holding. Oh, so much pressure. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know the answer to one of these already. Okay. Well, go for it. All right. Guys, do not give her the answers because I know you know these. Yeah, I may not because right. my you guys have a vast bigger knowledge of monster movies than I do. So, but we're right, well. These questions are specifically made for you. Oh boy! All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Don, which of the following ways can kill a werewolf? There's only one correct answer. An accident with power tools, a silver bullet, falling out of a window onto a bomb, or old age? Uh, that would be a silver bullet. Correct. Okay, Question one. No, yes, golf okay. clap. Question number two. Which <laughs> of these universal monsters has not had a sugary breakfast cereal? Dracula? Frankenstein? Creature from the Black Lagoon or the Mummy? Uh, that would be Creature from the Black Lagoon. Correct again. But well, if they flat. make it, I will buy it. Say so, yes. <laughs> so I want them. First of all, I want to bring back Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute. All right, let's just bring those back already. Or those were back last year, exclusive to Walmart. I know. So Warm. good. <laughs> and the other cereals would be Frankenberry and Count Chocula. What I like to do is buy them all and mix them together. And uh, then you can taste colors. It's great. The diabetes <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> all right. I have a question. You're going to get this one right off the bat. But I was hoping this contest would go a little longer. But, Don, you know your stuff. Which, okay. What color has Professor Pickman never dyed his hair? Red? Oh. Blue? Purple? Or... Trick question, Professor has no hair. That's a wig that he uses to hide his exposed brain. 
Oh, mm. I am going to go with uh, it's it's he has no hair. It's no hair. Son of a bitch, you got it right. Yep, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> I have to make these questions a little harder. Uh, Professor I mean, let's Pickman, keep going. Let's go through the all five. I'll, I'll give I'll give you the other two. He looks like Doctor Bad Vibes from the Cops Toy Line for you toy nerds <laughs> out there. Oh my god, I love that toy. Me too. <laughs> Alright, the last two questions. Jeffrey Combs has been involved in all but which franchise? Star Trek? Star Wars? Reanimator? Or Transformers? Uh, that would be Star Wars, I believe. Correct again, Don. Mm-hmm, I have to make mm-hmm. these questions harder. I am the Jeffrey Combs expert, I guess. I thought I might trick you that up with uh, Star Trek and Star Wars back to back, but you totally called it. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a Star Wars expert as well. So okay, <laughs> I had to double check. So I thought he might have been like a voice on Clone Wars, but he hasn't been. Last one, super easy. What beloved horror film has yet to be remade by the creatively bankrupt types at Hollywood? Are you ready? Okay. Doctor Giggles, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Wolfman. Or Godzilla? Uh, I believe it is Dr. Giggle. Son of a bitch. <laughs> can we please right have too. a Dr. Giggles remake? Oh, my God. I was just going to say, although, can we please make that happen? <laughs> yes, that, that's why I put it in there to get you guys excited, because Dr. Giggles is a guilty pleasure of mine. Oh, hell yes. So good. Bonus question that doesn't really have anything to do with horror, but just because. Hello, this is. Jerry Sizzler, and this is my sister. Jerry Sizzler. Ah, yes. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. We are two very... Brick! We're two very clearly not insane people. Yes. Uh, Yes. Brick! Ah, 1,000 Brick points. (laughs) 30 Helens agree. (laughs) Okay, I guess Don has to come back and explain that inside joke. Yeah, I was like, I have no what idea what's happening. I'm sure some people might get it if they're, you know, fans you know what? kids in the hall. Yeah, kids okay. in the hall fans. Okay, yeah. which are coming back. I'm so excited. All right, Don, because you are such a knowledgeable person, would you like to spin the wheel of prizes? Or see what's inside the box that Mike is holding right over there. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, uh, spin the wheel. Okay, Don. But I have a question for you. Okay. Do you have a she shed? By the she shore? A lady lair. <laughs> Not really. The of whole house. Solitude. You have a whole the house? Whole yeah, I have a whole house. Well, guess what? You get to decorate it with a brand spanking new Sybil Danning Presents Kill the Ninja 80s VHS rental poster. Oh, so (laughs) exciting. Your house was cool, but it's even cooler now. Where to hang that? Oh, man. Oh, man. I think it's going to have to go between my mother's Citizen of the Year Award and the autograph of Doug Jones from uh, Fantastic Four. <laughs> yep. 
And just remember, if you put it by an open window, you can be tanning with Sybil Downey. <laughs> I couldn't have put it better. And remember, <sighs> on Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, we have nothing but the best prizes for our guests. And the best sponsors. That's right. Because today's episode is brought to you by Aunt Mabel's Ghost in a Jar. Don't go opening them jars now. You let the ghosts out. That'd be bad. Very bad. <laughs> Aunt Mabel's Ghosts in a Jar. Get yours today at the flea market off of Route 17. Thanks, Aunt Mabel. All of the ghosts go in different jars. It's how I keep them organized. She gave me an Ernest Borgnine Ghost in a Jar. I was going to take Kobe Bryant. But she was like, no, no, no. Read the tape. Ernest Borgnine. This would look great on your bric-a-brac shelf. And let me tell you, it's in my curio cabinet right now next to my daughter's artwork. I love it. I'll be going back to the flea market this weekend to get some beef jerky and to get another ghost in the jar because they make great gifts. And remember, when you go see her, tell her that Count Creepyhead sent you to get a 2% discount. Get yours today. Don Nuts is in a very handsome jar. <laughs> 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 All right, Don, we have one more segment. Do you want to stick around and join what? us for it? God, I'm already here. I got no plans. Okay. <laughs> Final segment of the show. This is going to be incorporated into the Facebook page when I launch that later this weekend. But we have a Toy Hall of Fame that we're going to do every week where we each pick a current toy, a toy from our childhood, whatever, a creepy kind of toy that we loved that we think should go into an imaginary Hall of Fame that we're going to then let fans of the podcast, the two or three people we're going to have to start, that'll probably be us, vote on our picks, and the winner gets permanently nominated into the Hall of Fame. And if I ever find the toy to garage sale, I'm going to mount it, spray paint it gold, and put it on a shelf. Aww. So, Don, yeah. would you like to pick who goes first, or would you like to go first? Let's see. I'm going to pick who goes first. Okay. Mm. Alvarez. Alvarez goes first. All righty. <laughs> uh, quick question. Now, particularly creepy toys, correct? Mike, anything. If you are you played with it as a kid, it was a monster. The, the rules are loose. I don't want to constrain your imagination. Well, you know, I have to go with one of my first monster toys that uh, I played with until it fell apart, literally. Um, I believe it was Remco that made it, but it was the Creature from the Black Lagoon three and three-fourth inch figure that glowed in the dark. That was Remco. I wish I had that. That was one of my all-time favorite toys as a kid. I It attacked my G.I. Joes. It attacked my Star Wars. You know, it was, it was a constant uh, figure in rotation. And eventually he fell apart. Because I played with him so damn much. But yes, that would definitely be my pick. That's an amazing pick. Thank you, good sir. Don, would you like to pick who goes next? Mm, Mr. Professor Pinkman. Yeah, I, I, you know, with the, the uh, mad scientist-ish background that I have, it should come as no surprise uh, that I'm going to go with a, a mad scientist-type figure and go for uh, the... Playmates, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutagen Man. Because it felt like something a mad scientist should create. Love that uh, figure. 
I, I, I have a new copy now because much like, you know, Mike did, I played with that figure until the limbs broke off and he was literally just like the little torso with guts in it. And then eventually, you know, I cracked that open and was like, now I have guts to play with. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I love that toy. I still love that toy. I love every version of uh, Mutagen Man that has been released. But this is specifically nominating the vintage one for all his weird and wacky guts in a tank goodness. I took the guts out of the tank, put it into a silly putty body, and then had reenactments of Mortal Kombat where I would have characters rip the guts out of the silly putty body so I could have fatalities. I wish you could see how wide my eyes got while you were saying that. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> but like you, I had probably three because I broke one to get the guts out. And then I played with the other one so much that it fell apart. But I don't think anybody's going to beat that pick, Josh. Because that's a first ballot Hall of Fame monster toy. Don, should I go next or did you have one? Uh, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, if you want to go, go for it. All right. My nomination, because Josh took Mutagen Man, is from the 1980s Muscle Toy Line or Kaneko Man from Japan. I nominate The Claw. Yes. The, my favorite Kaneko Man style figure, minifigure of all time, the wart covered face on a middle finger minifigure if i had tattoos i would have that as a tattoo i love it so much and anytime when i was a kid if i saw that in a four pack i bought it even though i had multiples and i was always mad that there wasn't a like a left hand and a foot like the rest of the body parts to go with it, but it's an amazing figure, and that is my pick. And if I ever, ever make a movie about a monkey paw granting three wishes, it's going to be the claw, not a monkey paw. And it's going to be me using that to go back in time to buy toys in the 80s. Nice. Yes. Don, what about you? Did you have one? I, I think I do. I think I've got one, and the only reason I'm picking this is... Not because I was scared of it, but the nightmares it probably caused on so many children when if they had it. Oh, I know um, this, is one. this there was a line of toys. It started in the eighties. Uh, I had a few. I still actually do. But there was one in particular. There was a version of it that came out in the nineties, uh, and it was made by Mattel. Um, and it was. The Snack Time Cabbage Patch Kid. Oh, God. It the was recalled hair? that was for eating hair. Yes. I thought oh. you were going to say Teddy Ruxpin. No, no, <laughs> no. Not Teddy Ruxpin. No. The Snack Time Cabbage Patch doll for the horror of them probably feeling like they're going about, about to get eaten by their Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> you know, my daughter has baby alive, and if you stick your fingers in there, you're going to get bit. So I can totally imagine first-generation toys that ate stuff scalping poor children. <laughs> <laughs> I probably I know, laugh at that, but... <laughs> well, I know for a fact it was recalled by Mattel, uh, and we have one sitting in our recall section 
of the office. That's amazing. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. My imagination <laughs> just went wild. So if this indescript company that you work at, mm-hmm. I won't say names to protect the innocent. You have a secret vault of recalled toys just it's, for posterity. It's not even a vault. It's literally a hallway. Um where all the where all the toys are, but there is a section for recall toys and it's for training purposes. So like it's they, the, they don't have make a, this mistake again. Exactly. <laughs> so if I wanted to see things like the skipper doll that could get pregnant, or no, the skipper doll that would go through puberty if you squeezed her hips together. Or pregnant Barbie. Barbie. There was a pregnant Barbie. Um yeah. I, they, they may be sitting in a case somewhere. I don't know if those are in there um, because I don't think they were recalled, but like the Cabbage Patch doll one is. um, And then there's like a couple baby items, obviously, because those are the major recalls. Um, I think there's a power wheel in there as well because there was like a battery recall years ago. Um, But yeah, like let's pretend voodoo was real and there was a thunderstorm and you're trapped inside this imaginary company Maybe these things could come alive and kill people. Um, I yeah, probably yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. It, it could possibly happen. Like uh, you know, if if for some reason Brad Dorf was in there, it probably you probably want to leave. Ade Dewey Dumbala. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the power I beg of thee. <laughs> Here's a funny. I guess we should cram these in every episode. A funny. The kids ain't right. Growing up, before I, I call things quit for this pretty awesome time, uh, me and my brother used to reenact the hide the soul Andy from Child's Play, where one of us would sit on the chest of the other one and stuff a sock in his mouth. <laughs> and we'd always have some sort of fake medallion. And we would say, Ade, Dewey, Dumbala, give me the power I beg of you <laughs> to try to take our souls out of each other. We'd also do the Temple of Doom heart ripping out of the chest. <laughs> oh, Nom Shiva. Oh, yeah. Nom, oh, Nom Shiva. <laughs> because why the hell not? We were f***ed up kids. Good times. Yeah. All right, Don. Uh, thank you yes. for oh, being an fine. awesome guest. And if you thought that prize was a joke, I actually have it. Oh. And if you want I was kind of hoping it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> if you want it, shoot me a message and I'll make sure you get it. And um, you guys, once the episode is edited and together and the Facebook is up, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, OnlyFans, wherever else I set up an account. (laughs) OnlyFans? Sure, why not? For Count Creepyheads, Saturday Morning Monster Mash. This Uh, is Mike. (laughs) You guys want to say goodbye? Bye. (laughs) See ya. Oh, I was going to do the mic. See ya. <laughs> uh, all right, Bye. Guys. Bye. Bye.
まあ、あ,あはあ。